0: Hello and welcome to Stuck in the '90s. We are your weekly nostalgia podcast, chronicling the years 1990 through 1999. We are your hosts. My name is Chris Elphick and I'm Connor Thompson. Not that that really matters, though. But <laughs> oh my this is God. who we are as people.
1: Oh, I thought you were saying that just about me.
0: <laughs> Fuck, that, that and be I'm a, Connor Thompson. That be a harsh dig right Fuck off the you, bat. You though. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Stuck in the 90s,
1: we're pieces of shit. Featuring Chris and fuck that guy. This is a good opening. This is. We are crushing it so far. We're what, like 28 seconds in?
0: And We're, we're, getting, we're getting deep, we're digging deep into our, our psyches and shit like that and other oh psychology God. terms I'm not aware of. Let's
1: dig into someone else's psyche.
0: Yeah, let's talk about some news in, uh, what are we doing this week? February 5th through 11th in 1999.
1: February 5th. A case of size, sense, and sensitivity. In one corner was Gary Coleman, 4 feet, 7 inches tall, 86 pounds, a security guard at a mall. Gary once had his own TV show, like a lot of other LA people who now spend their time at a mall. In the opposite corner, Tracy R. Fields, 5 feet, 6 inches tall, 205 pounds, a bus driver. Gary and Tracy had gotten into a fight. Oh my god. It happened July 30th at a store in Hawthorne. It finally came to trial this week in Inglewood. Tracy Fields was at a store called the California Uniform Shop on the day she recognized the security guard as a cheeky little Arnold from the uh, 78 to 86 TV sitcom, Different Strokes. She'd asked for Coleman's autograph. The two appeared to agree that upon Gary giving her his signature, Tracy gave it back, wanting it personalized for her son. Gary got hot and tore it up. Oh, my God. He got pissed. Yeah. Beyond that, their versions differed. Nice. Good. Yeah. That's writing. That's some good writing. Uh, Fields claimed that Gary Coleman grew angry and struck her for no good reason. Gary said that he felt threatened by Fields, who is obviously much bigger than he was.
0: Yeah. That being said, I think uh, he that- might be a few prawns short of a galaxy. Wah, wah. Gary Coleman. I miss that guy. That's a good way to start the week, though. It is. Gary Coleman <laughs> Gary fight. Coleman fighting a woman. Ooh, let's see what February 6th has. Boy is pushed in front of bus. Woman charged. Jesus. This comes out of, uh, I'm thinking that's Pennsylvania? Yeah. All right. A woman who once pleaded no contest to trying to run down some children (laughs) has been charged with shoving a 15-year-old boy in front of a bus, which nearly hit him. Okay, so it didn't hit him. That's good. Alma Siebert, age 59, was jailed on $15,000 bail on charges including aggravated assault. Police chief Terry Holcomb said uh, Siebert and the boy, whose name was not disclosed, were arguing Tuesday over her grandson uh, when she shoved the teenager. In 1995, she drove onto a sidewalk outside an elementary school in an attempt to run down eight children she believed had fought with her grandson. Luckily, nobody was hurt. Holy crap. This I under- woman's extreme. Yeah, I understand being a good grandparent, but well, uh, this is this is fucked. Next level.
1: Uh, February 7th, Stardust, a 300-kilogram robotic space probe, is launched on a mission to collect samples of a comet coma and return them to Earth. The primary mission was successfully completed on January 15th, 2006, when the sample return capsule returned to the Earth. That's pretty neat.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Comets are, are interesting.
1: We love space stuff.
0: Space is so cool! Stars and, you know, galaxies.
1: Also on this date, the good, the bad, and the Nielsen's. In some utopian future, television will spread bright, splashy programming throughout the year, foregoing reruns and letting viewers pick what they want to watch without ever facing a tough choice between competing shows. Uh, but, but an, that would happen. Right? Yeah. But until then, there are sweeps. Designed to benefit local TV stations, which use results from uh, the months of November, February, and May to negotiate advertising rates, Sweeps has turned into a periodic slugfest of miniseries, specials, movies, and stunts, all scheduled with the hope of temporarily boosting ratings. Even many network officials agree the four-week survey no longer makes much sense, especially since the networks uh, beat each other's brains in with original programming during those months and only those months, right?
0: The article makes it seem like that's the only months that really matter because... That's where you get your advertising bucks from.
1: Yeah, and then they often resort to reruns in December, March, and April to ensure that they have enough fresh episodes to extend through May. So having seen... Their audience gradually dwindle as cable and other big options nibble away at them. Quote-unquote, big event programming has become the focal point of network plans to woo back fickle audiences. The current sweeps uh, will thus feature five miniseries, including ABC's NetForce, which concluded as the survey period began on Thursday.
0: I don't remember NetForce. I don't either. It sounds like it would have been... Tacky. (laughs) <laughs> tacky but cool.
1: Maybe yeah. we should we should look into that. So ongoing series do engage in their own form of stunting during sweeps, usually involving guest casting. Woody Harrelson, for example, uh, takes a break from movies to appear as his Cheers character on NBC's Frasier, while Brooke Shields reunites with Blue Lagoon co-star Christopher Atkins for the first time in nearly two decades on Suddenly Susan.
0: Wow, that is a ninety sentence. Suddenly Susan. Mostly, yeah. Like Brooke Shields. Suddenly, Suddenly Susan. Susan.
1: In a similar stunt, Christopher Lloyd joins fellow Back to the Future Traveler Michael J. Fox on Spin City.
0: I never saw that episode. I did. I remember that one. Oh, man.
1: There's also an odd couple reunion in an unlikely locale with Tony Randall and Jack Klugman appearing not as Felix and Oscar on Brothers Keeper, a first year ABC comedy about mismatched roommates.
0: I feel like that show probably didn't last long. Probably Because I don't know what that is. Probably not. But yeah, I do remember the, the episode cool. of Spin City.
1: Yeah. I loved Spin City. That was it a was great really
0: show. It was good. I, I, like, every character was well,
1: good. We should replace Friends with Spin City. I don't know. It's, I don't know it's, how that It's not, the, it's not it's, the same. Yeah, it's
0: not the same. Yeah. Um, let's move on. February 8th. The first Mario Party came out for the N64 in North America today. But we're still about a year and a half away from the introduction of Waluigi in Mario Tennis. I love Mario Tennis. I love Waluigi. He's a he's a funny dude. He's a weirdo. He's a weirdo, for sure. Also today, flat panel television sales thin but likely to grow. Sales of flat panel TVs last year were well flat, huh? In part because there were only a few models uh and they were only available in selected areas. But this year they're cropping up everywhere even in the most rural areas of the country. So what's the skinny on flat panels? Jesus. Part of a new wave of high-tech TVs hitting the market, flat panel sets were almost 25 years in the making. They range from 3 to 5 inches deep and 40 to 50 inches wide and weigh 80 to 100 pounds.
1: Those ones were the worst.
0: Yeah. Current prices range from 11000 to $25,000. Which is more than most people are likely to spend for a TV set, even if prices drop as analysts predict. Flat TVs will still cost $6,500 by 2000 and $2,000 by 2003. Uh, Okay,
1: we live in a brighter tomorrow.
0: Yeah, traditional TV sets, those that rely on cathode ray tubes or CRTs to create a picture will account for 96% of TV shipments by 2004. Analysts say, I don't know, but CRT shipments will only grow 3% between 1996 and 2004. Sounds like
1: they're way off.
0: It it does. I mean, this is also, they're talking about uh, plasma TVs here. Yeah. So at the time, uh, I I did a bit more research on this. LCD panels, which are probably what you have as your computer monitor or... Maybe uh, LED, but probably not. Most LED devices aren't actually made exclusively of leds it's an led backlit lcd panel
1: the more you know
0: but yeah they're talking about plasma not lcd which they were still having struggles with to get uh, a good refresh rate with so that the images weren't all blurry and stuff
1: Huh. luckily plasma went away
0: yeah, I mean, oof. Burning, I, I, I burning I had to deal was with a serious of, issue. Yeah, burnt, uh, burning. It's, hey, well, it, it sucks It used to be. Yeah, burning yeah. sucks, but there's steps you can take to avoid it. Like screensavers. That's why screensavers are a thing.
1: Screensavers are fun. Yeah. Uh, in lighter news, February 9th, NSYNC released their third single from their debut album, God Must Have Spent A Little More Time on You.
0: I love this song. That's <laughs> the only reason why it exists in the news. Uh
1: huh. <laughs> (laughs) Also on this date, McGuire Ball Buyer revealed, saying he was a psycho fan and sports geek, Spawn comic book creator Todd McFarlane revealed at a news conference Monday that he was the anonymous bidder who paid more than $3 million for Mark McGuire's 70th home run ball. Quote, it was a mixture of business, charity, and self-indulgence, McFarlane said, of the decision to buy the ball. He said he would like to allow the Hall of Fame to show the ball at times. I actually have... The baseball card that Upper Deck put out celebrating Mark McGuire's 70th home run. Nice. It is worth nothing.
0: (laughs) Not not as nice. I remember I wrote on a piece of paper, like, the day that the record was broken or something, even though I don't care about baseball.
1: But that's how big a deal it was.
0: It was, yeah. That's, yeah. Even someone who knows nothing about baseball outside of the one episode of The Simpsons was into it. All right, let's crush out these last two days. All right. February 10th. Dolphin in cold water. Paramedic savior in hot. This is out of Florida, of course. A paramedic was suspended for two shifts after he used an ambulance to take a beach dolphin to a holding tank. County officials say Roy Longo, a 10-year veteran, violated county policy by transporting an animal in an ambulance. Longo said the alternative to using the ambulance was more dangerous, placing the dolphin in a basket like stretcher atop a fire engine with a firefighter atop the engine holding the animal. I think you made a good choice, Longo.
1: He did the right move. He did. February 11th. Pluto moves along its eccentric orbit further from the sun than Neptune. It has been nearer than Neptune since 1979 and will become
0: a gain in 2231. I remember, like, I remember when this happened. I remember I do too. growing up, it's Pluto's the ninth planet. But
1: it was closer than Neptune.
0: Yes. And now Pluto's not even a planet.
1: Womp womp. Poor Pluto. We miss you. Yeah. Rest in peace.
0: Let's, uh, let's talk about some movies. Oh, what we've we got in the, in the box office. Number 1, we've got Payback. That's a movie. 2, She's
1: All That. She's
0: All That. That's a movie that I I haven't seen She's All That. Really? I haven't. I mean, which is weird because it's like fucking Freddie Prince Jr. I have seen Lee She's Cook. All That.
1: We need to talk about Freddie Prince Jr. someday. We should. I we mean, we really I'm, should, right? Like, he Prince was like Jr. a 90s heartthrob staple. He
0: was and he's Sort of disappeared from the mainstream limelight.
1: Truth be told, he is the reason that we're going through this movie list right now. We mostly just wanted to bring up Freddie Prince Jr. I feel I like really someone will respond about, about it. it.
0: But yeah, like he's he is doing some stuff. Like he's doing voice work. Yeah, he's coming back, right? Yeah. Um. Have you seen Star Wars Rebels? Yes. Okay. Well, parts. Like, okay. he's episodes. He's a very prominent voice in that. One of the lead voices, basically. I did not know that. That's yeah. pretty damn cool. So he's doing that, and uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar has guest starred as a voice on it. Oh, I didn't know that either Yeah, so you know, they're they're keeping it real. Okay. That's a that's a power fucking couple. Right. You don't hear about anymore. Yeah. Like Freddie Friends Jr., Sarah Michelle Geller. Huge shout out. Yeah. Huge shout out to you two for
1: You keep doing you. Yeah. I don't know why I said that.
0: I mean I agree with it, just not that that was a weird tone.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, let's uh let's just look at some other movies. Uh, Patch
1: Adams. Varsity Blues is on here. Obviously, Saving Private Ryan, Shakespeare, and Love. We've talked about those. Yeah. This is the point where the Megaplex is in, so this list is never ending. Let's oh, pick yeah. out some gems, though.
0: 29, Star Trek Insurrection. Ooh. 30, Jack Frost.
1: We have Rush Hour on here and Ants with a Z, which made it cool.
0: Did it, though? I mean, did it make up for the fact that it starred, uh, like, Woody Allen? No. And let's talk about...
1: Uh, Metro Black, that was oh, a good one. Black. Oh, yeah. Pleasantville, that was an early Reese Witherspoon. Oh uh, That was the Reese, one where the town's like Reese black and, and white, and then goes to color. Yeah. And... Early
0: Tobey Maguire too. Oh yeah,
1: he was, yeah, they were young in that.
0: Yeah. Also, in both of the both of the things we've clicked on, um William H. She's Macy all was that. in that. Paul Walker, yeah, Paul Walker, that's like was in this and in she's all that. Paul Walker. But both the denotes minor role. Wop womp. Yeah. Well, I mean. That's well, okay. He's getting he's yeah, getting bit parts. Pre fast, pre furious. Yeah. You can't and be fast
1: and furious all the time.
0: No. Let's uh let's talk about some music. Jump in. We're gonna talk about some albums, top albums, like we've been doing for a little bit. And at number one this week, we've got Made Man by Sick the Shocker. I have no clue who this is.
1: Not a goddamn clue what How the hell is this f-
0: man selling the number one album?
1: Like, let's, let's go to the next one because we know what that is. Uh, slash sure is. we should look into the prior. Uh, this one's live at Luther College. Dave Matthews slash Tim Reynolds. Who's Tim Reynolds? No idea, but... I don't uh, know who
0: Dave Matthews is. Well, He's obviously. the guy with the band. He's the guy with the band. The Dave Matthews band. Yeah. Ooh, number three, though. One of the greatest albums of all time in the history of humanity. Wow. This is up there with, like, you know, Beethoven's Ninth. Baby One More Time by Britney Spears.
1: Number four. <laughs> the Offspring with Americana. Americana?
0: Ameri- 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 Americano.
1: Oh, I like Americanos.
0: Yeah, there you go. The uh, Offspring singing about coffee before it was cool. They yeah. were pretty fly for a white guy. Do you know that Dexter Holland, the lead singer of this, has a fucking master's degree?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, speaking of, I uh, don't know, I was going to say speaking of things that are pretty cool, but that's a bad lead-in because the fifth album is
0: Sync by NSYNC. They were so in sync that their album oh name God. and their title are the same. Awful. Let's uh uh
1: six we have The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. That Ooh. sounds like it's
0: probably a good album.
1: Seven. Flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood, DMX. Fucking DMX. X gon' give it to you.
0: Oh X. I uh, gonna give it to you. <laughs> let's
1: close this thing out. At eight we have Greatest Hits by Tupac. Tupac's been making albums forever. Yes. He's dead, but they just keep coming.
0: It's like, uh, you know, Elvis, he put out, he put out some music recently.
1: Right. Uh, nine wide open spaces by the Dixie Chicks. Oh, and 10, an actual favorite of mine. Really? Volume two, Hard Knock Life, Jay-Z.
0: You're you're a big, uh, Mr. Mr. Z fan?
1: I am a big fan of, uh, Monsieur Zed.
0: Monsieur, Monsieur Zed. I don't Zed? know why I did that. I'm saying That's a lot of weird name. things today. That's okay. Yeah. We're both sober. Eh. I'm going to end this. Let's just end it right away with 17
1: yeah big Willie style by Will Smith. obviously, we celebrate his entire collection as we are millennials. We are Willennials. that's why we are and that's... Ha-
0: stop harshing on the Willennials because yeah. we just wanted to experience the millennium in the biggest Willie style. We wanted to go wild in the wild, wild west and I
1: wanted to go to Miami
0: yeah, I mean, because they're they welcome they welcome you to Miami. they
1: sure do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm out of steam.
1: yeah, me too. okay, all right, let's move on to uh nineties news now. There are several things. Most of which we've forgotten, but we talked about during the week. So we just want you to know that we chat about the podcast, but sometimes we don't write everything down. Yeah. And so
0: it's, it's I mean, sometimes it comes up and then I'm like, I should uh, write this down or yeah. message you about it. The and only then I don't.
1: the only one we remembered was one I wish we forgot because yeah. we fucked up. So a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about uh, the advent of smokeless tobacco and how we thought like that was probably the initial like research into vape pens or some crap like that. vape. As it turns out, we were ahead of our time. Because smokeless tobacco is actually, they're talking about skull, more commonly known as dip. That gross tobacco shit that you put, like, under your lower lip.
0: So is this different than chewing tobacco?
1: Yeah, chewing tobacco you chew, right? You is don't chew this tobacco? stuff. This, this shit you, like, put under your lip and it, like, kind of, like, makes, like, micro cuts into your bloodstream and that's how you get all that nicotine sweet, sweet nicotine. Shit? Yeah. yeah. We're obviously both yeah. No, neither, smokers. Neither of us do this, uh, but it's big amongst hockey players. It's like a jock thing. Yeah? It's gross. Dipping. Anyway, so no one called us out on being dum-dums and not knowing that smokeless tobacco meant dip.
0: So, so we l- have to call ourselves that. Yeah, fuck us. Us fucking idiots. Yeah, you dum-dums. Us, though um moving on yeah uh, let's uh yeah we'll bring this up a notch uh no we won't actually
1: no i yeah no we really won't
0: yeah this week on every week we uh talk about an episode of seinfeld or the simpsons that we think is good not but this here week. we are seinfeld is done yep no, you, you talk
1: about it. Fuck oh. Friends. Uh, the Simpsons Season 10, Episode That's 13. To... Homer to the max. Someone's upset right now. Someone's writing us a strongly worded Facebook message. We like message.
0: Friends. We just don't watch it enough. We do.
1: We'll watch it. We've, we've been talking about live streaming it. How do you guys feel about that? Maybe we'll watch an episode or two together every week. Let's yeah. let's stick a pin in that for now and talk about this shitty episode of The Simpsons. Uh, Homer discovers that a new television show, Police Cops, also has a hero named Homer Simpson. He is delighted with the positive attention he receives because of his name, but when the television characters is rewritten from a, from a hero to a bumbling Idiot he's mocked and taunted So he changes his name to Max Power To rid himself of the negative attention Max gains new friends And is forced into a protest to prevent a forest From being knocked down In the end he changes his name back to Homer Simpson Now not this episode, episode is not Awful
0: but it's not for good It's like, the beginning of the end has happened, yeah. and there is a downward spiral.
1: But the Max Power thing is one of the most memorable lines in Simpsons history. It is. When he's singing about how cool the name is. Yeah. That's great. Max
0: Power. I don't remember a lot. Yeah, it's, it's like, be, it's the name
1: you mustn't say, yeah. but you want to say, I don't know. Yeah, it it was so. very funny.
0: It was, but in retrospect, it's like, I, I think when you take the nostalgia out of it, a lot of the stuff past season nine just isn't that good. sad.
1: Okay, this week in things we didn't write down. Oh, I remember 90's the spotlight. I just remember the 90s spotlight. Good, because I don't. This week's 90s spotlight is on inaccessibility. Oh, this is just yeah. a, a light little one because we've gone on for a while now. So in the 90s, like that, I feel like toward the end of the decade was when at least we here in Niagara Falls, could be different for your town, maybe if you were in a bigger city, this wasn't quite the issue. Maybe
0: things mattered more.
1: Right? Um, but accessibility started becoming... A, a real contentious topic and something that people started really caring about. Like, I noticed as a kid that squared off curbs were now being leveled for wheelchair access. Elevators were becoming more popular everywhere as to allow disabled people to move around easier.
0: Mm -hmm. I feel like into the early 90s, you more or less needed to have legs.
1: It was very important to have legs in the
0: 1990s. It really was, and it wasn't until towards the end of the decade when we get to the late 90s that we um, as a society
1: decided it's well to you know a if you bit. don't if you don't have legs you know we can we're going to be a
0: bit more inclusive yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i remember yeah i remember things like this too like things getting retrofitted with ramps yeah. and and stuff like that so it was people just, it was can neat. actually get places easier yeah whereas it was design implementation that was was different yeah and and it was cool. Do you remember uh, in high school how our school was built on a hill? Yes. So, in what should be a two, maybe three-story school, was kind of more like a five-story school. Yeah, we had a
1: lot of staircases and weird descending hallways.
0: It, yeah, it was great to sort of keep you in a bit of shape. If you had, uh, yeah, if you had one class in the tech wing at the bottom of the school. And then you had your next class up in the history area, which is on the top floor in the opposite end of the school. It's
1: literally a 10-minute walk.
0: You got to work out. Yeah. Yeah. And and that was good. Unfortunately, it was awful for accessibility. Oh, a nightmare. And for students in wheelchairs, they had this uh, weird stair climbing machine. Yeah, I remember that. Where uh, you'd strap into it. And then it would take a solid two minutes to get up a flight of stairs. It was pretty it... painful. If you've ever
1: seen those commercials of like the the seat that goes up your handrail for like the elderly, yeah. so like they sit down on it and it slowly just moves up the stairs. Yeah, this thing that we're talking about was slower.
0: Yeah. Um, our high school has since retrofitted. I don't know if you've stepped foot in it since then, but they've got an I elevator now. Oh,
1: sons of bitches. You can
0: elevate yourself to any level.
1: We were at just the perfect age to have the last year of shitty stuff, which is also kind of related to this because our high school wasn't retrofit until we left. Like we were the last year to use every crappy textbook. Yeah, ever. we had a lot of garbage. Textbooks. Oh, yeah. And, like, with, like, weird slang that we didn't understand because it was literally from the 70s. And, like, obviously dick and fart jokes, so that made it worthwhile. At
0: least we had computers with, with Windows XP towards grade 11 and 12.
1: Yeah, that's true. That
0: was a plus. Um, oh, when we started, though, some of those Windows 98 machines were garbage. Vicious. Oh, yeah. that brought us
1: back to the 90s. Yes. I was about to say we're getting
0: off topic. That's but, what we do oh, the podcast Oh, about. we're back. Windows 98, second edition. Anywho... No so let's, this, this has
1: been a weird episode so far. Let's end it on a high note, because this is a great sponsor that we've got for you.
0: Yeah, I, I I agree. This week, Stuck in the 90s, is brought to you by What the Rock is Cooking. Oh my god. Back in the 1990s, before he was a world-famous actor and twenty sixteen Sexiest Man Alive, yeah. Dwayne The Rock Johnson was a professional wrestler, former football player, and talented culinary master. Oh. During his many professional wrestling matches, he would often prepare delicate, delicious, and fragrant meals. And since he couldn't share these creations with the entire audience, he would utter what would become his signature catchphrase, Can you smell what The Rock is cooking? To make sure everyone in the arena knew what delicious foods he could cook up.
1: And now what the rock is cooking can come to you that's right folks a collection of 35 different and unique recipes creations and pairing suggestions are available to you use fresh healthy and affordable foods and only the occasional can of bass to create Dwayne johnson's food so you too can smell and taste what the rock is cooking
0: now what do you think what do you think is inside of of this cookbook, what was the rock cooking?
1: Exclusively crockpot meals, I think.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's because the, the rock be is a busy man. Yeah, so he's the kind of guy who would like cut everything up in the morning, yeah. toss it in, he's, turn it to low. He's
1: making soups. He's making stews. He's mm-hmm. making chicken probably, and that would be
0: fragrant too. Like, Oh, oh yeah. the smell when you walk into a crockpot room
1: that mm, that does smell like what the rock is cooking.
0: Yeah, so you know what? Thank you. Thank you, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, for inspiring our senses. Food is not just taste. Food is smell, feel, and everything else. You've captured you
1: know you've captured our hearts, our minds, our bodies, and our stomachs.
0: We love you. We love you, The Rock.
1: We love you, Dwayne. All right. This has been a weird episode.
0: It has. I'm uh, I'm into it. If you're not into it, let us know. Yeah, for sure. Or whatever. Uh, but like,
1: do you guys actually want to watch Friends together? Because that's a thing we should all do. Yeah, I, I mean-
0: because we're all friends.
1: Aw. That's, that's a tie. Now we're ending it. Yeah. Uh, as always, you can find us online at com. Our Twitter is at SIT90s. I swear we're going to post sometime. Our Instagram is Podcast, And we are the same on Facebook.
0: We don't have the wheel. I mean, it's around, but.
1: Yeah, we don't know. Uh, we, we've
0: decided we've pre
1: we've pre-selected a week the future has been pre-decided much like in a possibly 1990s movie called final destination
0: whoa tied into the show all right next week we will be doing february 12th through the 18th in 1993 that's a pretty good year fine vintage do you have any final remarks
1: i do not all right uh, aside from strongly suggesting that you reach out to your local Dwayne The Rock Johnson and suggest that he creates a cookbook.
0: Yes. Because he's just printing money. Oh, yeah. Just... Hashtag Smell What The Rock's Cooking. Yep. Let's Smell What The Rock's Cooking. But for now, the, the podcast, podcast is, is now
1: over.